0: Inna alhamda lillahi nehmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ogfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min seiyiyati a'amalina man yehdihi allahu fala muzlalah wa man yudlil fala haadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la shariqa lah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa so before I begin, I'd like to thank my brother uh, Abu Abdus Salam, my brother and my teacher Abu Abdus Salam for inviting me here uh, to inshallah ta'ala share some benefit with the brothers and the sisters ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to bless the brother, his family, and to increase him in good in this life and the hereafter. So the topic of this talk is pertaining to the connection of taqwa and Ramadan, the connection between piety and Ramadan. And without a doubt, this is the ultimate purpose, and this is the ultimate goal. Of why we fast Ramadan As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامِ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ The meaning of which, O you who believe Fasting has been prescribed for you Meaning that fasting has been made obligatory upon you So that you may attain piety And there are many definitions for a taqwa, which is normally translated as piety. One of those definitions was mentioned by Talq ibn Habib, Rahmatullahi alayh He said, Amalun bi ta'atillah. A taqwa is that you act upon the obedience of Allah. Ala nurin min Allah. Upon light from Allah. رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ and you do this hoping for the mercy of Allah. And that you abandon the disobedience of Allah upon light from Allah while fearing His punishment. So the ultimate purpose of why we fast Ramadan is not to lose weight. Is not to eat different types of food when it's time to break the fast. Even though, and if that happens, alhamdulillah. But that's not the ultimate purpose. The ultimate purpose of why we fast Ramadan is to attain a taqwa. So that we may fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have have piety. A shaykh al-Si'idi rahimahullah ta'ala, he explains this verse that we just mentioned. He said, yukbiru ta'ala bima manna bihi ala ibad." So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs about what he has favored his servants with. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made fasting obligatory upon them, meaning upon this ummah, as he has made it obligatory upon the previous nations. من الشرائع والأوامر التي هي مصلحة للخلق في كل زمان. And this is because fasting is one of the laws, is one of the legislations and the commandments which are a benefit for humanity during all times And in fasting is an incitement and an encouragement for this ummah. بِأَنَّهُ يَنْبَغِي لَكُمْ أَن تُنَافِسُوا غَيْرَكُمْ فِي تَكْمِيلِ الْأَعْمَالِ وَالْمُسَارَعَةِ إِلَى صَالِحِ الْخِصَالِ And it is a must, it is imperative that you compete with one another in doing good deeds and rushing to adorn yourselves with righteous qualities and characteristics. وَأَنَّهُ لَيْسَ مِنَ الْأُمُورِ الثَّقِيلَةِ أَلَّتِي أُخْطُصِصْتُمْ بِهَا And fasting is not something that is too... Difficult. It's too much of a burden. It's not this. It's not too difficult, and it's not too much of a burden. Which you have only been specified with. <laughs> so then after this, Allah the exalted mentioned, He mentioned the wisdom for the legislation of fasting. He said, the meaning of which so that you may obtain or attain piety. He said, fasting is one of the greatest ways of attaining piety. Because in fasting is submission to the commandment of Allah, is submission to the order of Allah, and staying away from His prohibitions. عَلَيْهِ مِنَ التَّقْوَى And before I continue for the brothers who are writing Or if you have your phone or a tablet or whatever the case is I ask that whoever is following take these points of benefit So he says Fasting entails the following in terms of piety He's going to mention a few, di- a few different things The first thing that he's going to mention أَنَّ الصَّائِمْ يَتُرُكُ مَا حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ الْأَكْلِ وَالشُرُبِ وَالْجِمَاعِ وَنَحْوِهَا So the fasting person, he leaves off that which Allah has made impermissible for him. Of food and drink and intimate relations and other than that. Those things that his soul inclines towards. He does that seeking nearness to Allah. And he leaves off these things hoping that he's going to be rewarded for it. Hoping that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to reward him for this. This is from piety. And this goes back to the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where he said, مَنْ that the person who fasts Ramadan out of faith and anticipation will be forgiven for his previous sins. And it's very important for us in general for for the adults and more so for the youth for those who are 12, 13, 14, the teenagers those who are almost adults it's very important that we take this into consideration And that we rectify our intentions Before we start Ramadan The Prophet ﷺ, he's saying in this hadith مَنْ صَامَ رَمَضَانًا اِمَانٍ وَحْتِسَابًا Whoever fasts Ramadan out of faith What does that mean? He believes in Allah And he believes in the obligation of fasting After that, what do you say? وَحْتِسَابًا he does it seeking the reward from Allah. So the youth, for the youth, is very important that they remember this. You're not fasting Ramadan because your parents are telling you to do it, to get up at five o'clock, to make suhoor and to abstain from food and drink until sunset. It's very important the youth, yani, are instilled with this at a, at the age of discernment. Because that's the reason That or that's a reason for a person's sins being forgiven They have to do it out of faith And seeking the reward He said what? Then he will be forgiven for his previous sins And for one of the younger brothers Easy question Muhammad the sins in this hadith, is that all of the sins or some of the sins? A person is going to be forgiven for their previous sins. All of them or some of them? All, all of them. You sure? Oh, someone else. Wait, say it again. In the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ We we'll, we'll repeat the hadith. The Prophet ﷺ, the meaning of the Hadith: Whoever fasts Ramadan out of faith and seeking the reward, they will be per- forgiven for their previous sins. All of their sins are going to be forgiven, or some of their sins. All of them, or some of them. Or you don't know. And if you say you don't know, khalas. Ahsan. If you don't know, just say I don't know. Uh. Why are we? Anyone else? All of them. You say all of the too? All of them. <laughs> Only their minor sins. Only the minor sins. Asen. Why is that? Because uh, the major sins have to seek forgiveness from who they oppress. you you almost there. Take that aspect out. Say a oh, person didn't oppress anybody. If someone committed a major sin, they have to do what? Make they have to make tawbah. So the, the major sins require repentance. The minor sins can be expiated by way of this and other things. If a person is the fulf- yani fulfills the arkan, the salah, hajj, and like this, these are reasons for takfir al as- saghair This is a reason for a person's minor sins being forgiven. As for the major sins, then you have to make a sincere repentance. We'll take it at the end, inshallah. Just remind me inshaAllah Another benefit He says Also The fasting person Will train himself to be mindful And conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This is another benefit So therefore He leaves off what his soul Desires Even though he has the ability to do it He has the ability to eat some food He can go in the kitchen He could go in the fridge Eat a grape Right? No one sees him But he knows that his Lord sees him Because he knows that Allah sees him He says Another benefit أن الصيام يضيق الشيطان. he says likewise fasting narrows the pathways of a shaytan because the shaytan flows in the son of Adam like the flowing of blood. and by fasting the effect of the shaytan will weaken. And the sins that come from his influence will be little. And many of, many of us are aware that the shaytan during Ramadan is locked up. Or the shayateen are chained up. And this is due to the statement of the Prophet ﷺ where he said, إِذَا Ramadan, رَمَضَانِ فُتِّحَتْ al-jannah." That when Ramadan begins, the gates of paradise are open. And the gates of the hellfire are closed وَصُفِّدَتْ And the devils are chained up طيب What is the correct understanding of this hadith? And not for the brothers who were at Quba on Friday It's a couple of y'all guys Someone else How do we understand this hadith? Do we take the hadith? Based upon what's apparent, the shaytan is locked up, they're chained up, the shayateen are chained up Or is this majaz? Is this a metaphor or allegorical? They're chained up For real, For real. ahsan That's the belief of Ahlul Sunnah And when you hear a hadith like this, we go based upon what's here, what's apparent In terms of the kayfiyah, how it is, is from the affairs of the unseen Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows exactly how it is so the belief of Ahlul Sunnah is what? The shayateen are chained up. طيب. Does that mean that the, shay- the Shaytan or the shayateen cannot harm a person during Ramadan? It doesn't mean that. Right? It doesn't mean that. The Shaytan can still whisper to a person inside a person with evil. However, as Shaykhul Islam Ibn Taymiyata mentioned in uh, Majmoo' al fatawa that the whispers The insinuations, the plots of the shaitan, they're weakened It's weakened during Ramadan So therefore they're not able to cause as much harm As they normally would cause outside of Ramadan So he mentioned that if a person perfects his fast A person is fasting properly, we would say Staying away from food and drink Intimate relations if they're married And staying away from other things Staying away from sins Your your limbs have to fast as well the Prophet ﷺ mentioned مَنْ لَمْ يَدَعْ قَوْلَ الزُّورُ وَالْعَمَلَ بِهُ وَالْجَهْلُ فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَةٌ فِي أَنْ يَدَعَ طَعَامَهُ وَشَرَابَهُ That whoever does not leave off قول الزُّور Every haram statement That entails what? backbiting, slandering, tail-carrying نميمة person is when a person goes to another individual You're not lying you're saying verbatim what that individual said But your qast Your intention is to cause problems between those two people You're staying away from that You're staying away from looking at the haram And indulging in haram affairs Then تعالى, The fast of that person Who perfects their fast Is going to Have more of effect in repelling the shaytan during Ramadan as opposed to the person who's fast is deficient. The person who's fasting in terms of staying away from food and drink, but they're still doing haram things. طيب, another benefit. He says, وَمِنْهَا He said, also the fasting person, in most cases, will increase in acts of obedience. And this is one of the qualities and characteristics of piety. You could take, I want to say the worst Muslim But you could take an individual who is normally weak outside of Ramadan What happens during Ramadan? The masajid get filled up In general, this is what happens, the masajid get filled up And a person who is normally ضعيف Iman, they have weak iman They're encouraged and they're incited when they see all the Muslims coming together Standing at night in prayer Increasing the recitation of the Quran all of this is an encouragement for them So he said in most cases a person is going to increase in doing good deeds and this is one of the qualities of piety Likewise another benefit he says وَمِنْهَا أَنَّ الْغَنِي إِذَا ذَاقَ أَلَمَ الْجُوعِ أَوْجَبَ لَهُ, awjab له He said likewise when the rich person feels the pain and the agony of hunger, this will make him feel compassion and empathy for those who are needy. Wahadamin taqwa. And this is one of the qualities and characteristics of piety. And alhamdulillah, for the vast majority of us, vast majority of us, we don't really experience severe hunger except during Ramadan or when we're fasting. That's the case with most individuals, alhamdulillah. But we have to remember that there are Muslims, whether they live here in America, and more so, we would say, in third world, world countries. I remember when I was in Yemen, and Yemen for, I think most, the brothers and sisters are aware, yani the, the situation in Yemen is very bad right now. We ask Allah to make it easy for them. But even, this is 15 years ago, I recall seeing a little boy. He was with an old man, perhaps it was his grandfather. They were walking in the streets, going to different restaurants. Why were they doing this? Because they were getting the scraps of the food that was already eaten by other people. Wallahi, billahi tallahi. I saw this boy eating a bone that didn't barely have any meat on it. A lot of us, we take this for granted. You know, we think because we're getting chicken and rice every night, you know, this is a calamity. And you know, we want some curry, we need something else. You get, literally got Muslims who aren't eating anything. You know, this is their, their life, yo me, in it, on a daily basis. They wake up in the morning, they don't know what they're going to eat. And Allah Azza wa He provides something for them. So we have to remember that when we're fasting, there are people who are always experiencing that hunger and that thirst on a daily basis outside of Ramadan. And this is why we have to follow the directive of the Prophet ﷺ when he said, Unzuru ila man huwa He said, Look to the one who is below you. Look to the one who has less than you. Ila man huwa Don't look to the person who has more than you. You can do that when it comes to deen. Right? When it comes to the affairs of the religion You look to the person, the, the scholars, the ulama. You want to be like them But when it comes to the affairs of the dunya Look to those who have less than you Don't look to the person who's driving a Mercedes Benz Or Bugatti or whatever the case is Don't look to those people Look to the people who have less than you What do you say? That's more befitting Least you look down upon The blessings of Allah So during Ramadan, we should keep that in our minds. You know, there's people who are living like this on a daily basis. And this should encourage us to be generous during Ramadan. Because this was the example of the Prophet It was narrated by Ibn Abbas. He said, The Prophet was the most gener- gener- generous person in doing good. He was the most generous person in doing good. And the Prophet ﷺ was the most generous person during the month of Ramadan. What was the reason? He said, كان يلق... كان He said, because Jibril ﷺ used to meet the Prophet ﷺ every night. In Ramadan, until it was over, until it finished, Ya Areeh Dhu Areehi Rasulullahi sallallahu Areehi wasallam al-Qur'an, and the Prophet sallallahu Areehi wasallam would recite the Qur'an to him. فَإِذَا لَقِيَهُ جِبْرِيلَ كَانَ أَجْوَدَ بِالْخَيْرِ مِنَ الرِّيحِ الْمُرْسَلَةِ. And when Jibril sallam would meet the Prophet sallatuhu sallam, then he would be more generous than a fast wind in doing good. So we should be generous during the month of Ramadan We should have empathy And we should have compassion for those who have less than us Those who are struggling And uh, in con- concluding I think our brother uh, Nadir He kind of touched on this uh, in his talk But inshallah ta'ala Nureed, We need to be mindful before Ramadan begins, about how we spend our time. We really need to be mindful how we spend our time in Ramadan because a lot of Muslims alhamdulillah when Ramadan first begins, we'll say maybe the first ten days, everyone is souped. Everyone's excited. Everyone is, is zealous. Or zealous. After the first ten days, khalas, you know, you see a couple brothers. Everyone falls off can't be like that in Ramadan Prophet والسلام, he mentioned أحب إلى إلا الله وإن قل right, the most beloved deeds to Allah are those that are done the most consistently even if it's a few so if you can't stand every night during Ramadan because of your work schedule or whatever the case is then try to be consistent in something if you cannot read the entirety of the Quran because you don't have the ability or you don't have the time make it your intention to read half To read a little bit more than that, have some goals when you go into Ramadan. Don't go into Ramadan with this mentality that, you know, you're going to see next Ramadan. There's a lot of people, they're not here, that were here last year. Ibn Rajab, he mentioned a profound statement. He said, He said, He said, by Allah, he's swearing by Allah. He said, if it was said to the people in their graves, talking about the deceased people in their graves, temenno, wish for something. Wish for something. He said they will wish for one day from Ramadan. Why is that? Because the good the good in Ramadan that's contained in Ramadan in terms of your sins being forgiven. Your deeds being multiplied All these different things in terms of a person uh, being forgiven For their sins and getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala All that is present in Ramadan More so than any other month or any other time So we have to take advantage of it And we have to follow the example Of the first three generations We have to follow their example so for example, you have narrations. And, it, and for us, for many of us, it doesn't even sound possible, but you have narrations from some of the first three generations, from the, the scholars, that some of them would finish the Qur'an multiple times during Ramadan. There's a narration, and don't quote me on this, but there's a narration from what I recall of a Shafi'i, rahimahullah. it mentions that he would have 60 khatmah, he would finish the Qur'an 60 times in Ramadan. You have other narrations. Some of the, 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 the scholars of the past, you know, the first 20 days or so, you know, they would read what they would read. But when the last 10 days came, that, that was it. Their kufi is, is tilting to the side. They're getting it in. Their ibadah, they were very diligent. So we have to make it our, our intention to set some goals. If you've never read the the entirety of the Qur'an, the meanings, the translation of the meanings of the Qur'an, make it your intention this year that you're going to do it. Have some goals. Try to feed some people who are fasting. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned about the individual who feeds someone who's fasting. He gets a reward similar to him. Make it your intention to expiate your sins and get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, inshallah ta'ala we'll stop here. وسبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك